Dr. Patty Gidnick was an abortion doctor who had a conversion, and she said it was like scales falling from her eyes. Her eyes were opened. What led to her conversion? Three things. First, she was an OBGYN doctor, and so much of her time was spent delivering babies, helping women in crisis to have a healthy birth. And then she began working one day a week at Planned Parenthood, aborting babies. And she said she started having this internal conflict of feeling kind of schizophrenic. On the one hand, trying to save the life of babies, and on the other hand, terminating the life of babies. Secondly, she discovered when she began working full-time at Planned Parenthood that they really didn't care about women. It was a business, and it was all about making money. She says she discovered they weren't concerned about the cleanliness of the clinic. They weren't concerned that the doctors had admitting privileges at local hospitals. They really didn't want to get into the fact that, well, sometimes complications occurred in the abortion procedure. She discovered that some of the women who were coming in for abortions really didn't want to have them, so she began telling them, you don't have to do this. You can reschedule your appointment. Well, she was reprimanded. It wasn't about meeting the women. It was about making money. And they certainly didn't care about any follow-up about the trauma that abortion causes. But all of that still didn't convert her. Dr. Gibnick's conversion happened when she was invited by someone to come to church. And this began her year-and-a-half study of the Bible. And she said it was there through the Word of God that she met God, who is a God of life. The Book of Wisdom says, God did not make death, nor does He rejoice in the destruction of the living, for He fashioned all things that they might have been. Scales fell from her eyes. She's now written her conversion story, Unexpected Choice, and works in the pro-life movement. But like Bartimaeus, like Dr. Gibnick, whose eyes were open, we pray too that we may have open eyes to see the beauty of each human life. October is Respect Life Month, and this year in particular, Archbishop Nelman has asked that his homily message be shared with all the people of the Archdiocese. So he's made a YouTube video, which we don't have the capacity to show here in church, so bear with me as I read to you his pro-life message this year. Archbishop Nelman says, As Catholics, we respect each and every human life, no matter the stage of development, age, cognitive or physical abilities, race, ethnicity, economic or social status. Every human life is sacred because it is created in the divine image. And every life is worth such value that Jesus gave his life on Calvary for each one of us. Our respect for the dignity of every human life extends to the tiniest embryo as well as the hospice patient approaching death to the saint and to the murderer on death row, to the greatest athlete as well as the person with a physical disability, to the genius and those with limited intellectual capacity, 
to the neighbor next door, as well as the refugee and immigrant, to the billionaire, as well as to the homeless person who has no place to sleep at night. Before speaking more directly about the defense of the child in the womb, I wish to acknowledge that based on statistical probability, many listening to this message have had a direct personal experience of abortion. It is not my intention to elevate the pain you feel as a result of abortion. It is my hope and goal that my message may contribute in some small way to protect others from experiencing the pain you know all too well. I ask that you pray for my words and the church's pro-life efforts may be fruitful in sparing others from hurt and harm that result from abortion. If you have not already, I urge you to go to our Archdiocesan website to find contact information for Project Rachel, our post-abortion ministry for healing and reconciliation. Jesus wants to heal the wounds inflicted by abortion. Two years ago, the bishops of the United States reaffirmed our conviction that the protection of unborn children and their mothers is the preeminent public policy issue of our time. Why? First of all, because abortion attacks life when it is most innocent and most vulnerable. Second, because abortion tragically pits the welfare of the mother against the life of her child. Abortion attacks the most sacred and important of human bonds, the relationship of a mother with her child. In so doing, abortion damages the most significant social unit of society, the family. Finally, the sheer magnitude of the number of human lives destroyed by abortion, well over 60 million in the United States since 1973, and the emotional spiritual and sometimes physical scars abortion afflicts on mothers and fathers makes it the most catastrophic abuse of human rights in our time. While our faith helps us recognize the sanctity of every human life, opposition to abortion is not primarily a religious issue. The right to life is the most fundamental of all human rights issues. Without this right, no other right matters. A little more than two years ago, the Kansas Supreme Court claimed to have discovered a right to abortion in our Kansas Constitution. In the words of the court, all of our current laws that protect children and women from abortion are presumed unconstitutional. This means that every Kansas taxpayer will very likely be forced to fund abortion. Teenagers will be allowed to have abortions without parental knowledge, much less consent. Women considering abortion will not be informed about possible long-term effects on her physical, emotional, or mental health. And late-term abortions will return to Kansas. In essence, unlimited and unregulated abortion is coming to Kansas. In the wake of the Supreme Court decision this past year, for the first time in decades, the abortion rate in Kansas actually increased 9%. Part of this increase was due to women coming from other states to Kansas to procure an abortion. 
Kansas is quickly becoming for others in the Midwest a destination location for abortion. Fortunately, there's hope. This past year, both chambers of the Kansas legislature, by a supermajority, authorized the Value Them Both amendment to be placed on the August 2, 2022 ballot. The name of the amendment reveals its purpose. Unlike abortion proponents who pit the welfare of the mother against the welfare of her child, Kansans value the life and well-being of both mother and child. Value Them Both simply states that we the people, through our duly elected officials, have the right and responsibility to regulate the abortion industry. Next August, Kansans will go to the polls and decide whether we allow unlimited and unregulated abortion in our state, or we protect mothers and their children from the predatory abortion industry. We have a clear choice. However, if we want to protect women and children from abortion, we must prepare and take action now. I encourage you to learn more about the Value Them Both Amendment and get involved. Value Them Both action cards are available in the Narthex today. Please take one, fill it out, place it in the collection basket, or return it by mail. We must equip ourselves to be able to speak for those who cannot speak for themselves. I am proud that Catholic laity are leading this effort, but we're not alone. Other Christians and members of other faith communities are also involved. People from every corner of the state of Kansas are uniting in this effort to protect the most innocent and vulnerable members of our society. Please check out valuethemboth.com website where you can learn more. We entrust this effort to Our Lady of Guadalupe, the patroness of the unborn, and St. Joseph, the foster father of Jesus. May they intercede for us, and may our Lord give success to the work of our hands. May Jesus, the Lord of life, bless you and your families. Archbishop Joseph Nauman. Well, I encourage you to watch his YouTube video that he created. The Value of the Both Amendment will be on the ballot here in Kansas August 2nd, 2022, during the primary election. But this is not a political issue. This is not about endorsing a party, endorsing a candidate. As Christians, we are pro-life. Sometimes people ask, well, I'm only one person. What can I really do in the pro-life movement? Voting yes on value them both amendment next August will literally save lives. This is really the most important vote that we will cast in our lifetime as Kansans. Life is at stake. We pray that God will open the eyes, open our eyes and the eyes of the people of Kansas to see God is a God of life and life will be victorious.